Uh, JM and the AM on this uh, Thursday morning with a reminder that the uh, Hevron Fund, H-B-E-R-O-N Fund.org, has a cause match campaign that continues until 6 p.m. tonight. We're actually going to kick off our Hevron hour in a couple of minutes with uh, Yoni Bleichbard, who's standing by live via telephone from the holy city of Hebron. We'll check in with our friends in Hebron to find out what's happening there during 2020. And hopefully all of you will be inspired to give something. Hebronfund.org, you'll see the link to the cause match campaign. Everything today is tripled. Everything's tripled. Details coming up. Yoni Bleichbard is going to kick off our visit, quote-unquote, to Hebron today. Just a minute from now at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Hevron Ir Ha'avot is right, and the Hevron Fund is in the midst of their big campaign that ends at 6 p.m. Eastern Time tonight, entitled Even Heroes Need Heroes, and they're just about to hit the half halfway mark of their goal. We're asking everybody to check out their cause match campaign, entitled Even Heroes Need Heroes. Every donation you give is tripled. Every donation you give today is tripled. Information right now and the link at hebronfund.org. Again, that's H-B-E, H-E-B rather, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org, hebronfund.org. During this hour each year, we have the uh, unique privilege of speaking to uh, a whole bunch of our friends from the holy city of Hebron. We start with Yoni Bleichbard, who we know for many, many years. Wonderful guy. He's chief uh, security officer in Hebron. 
and he could update us uh, update us about what's happening uh, during this unique year in the Holy City. Yoni, shalom, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Welcome. Good morning from Hebron. Amazing to speak to you. Um, <laughs> you know, security is your main focus, and it's such an important focus. Has there been a, a very different security situation during COVID-19 in Hebron, or it's very similar <laughs> to what we remember in a uh, regular year? Uh, I don't know if the word very different is appropriate. I think it's uh, more than very different. You know, we've been experiencing lockdowns. We've been experiencing uh, uh, soldiers who, who are on lockdown, on base for months and months. Right. I could share a personal story that just uh, happened today. My, my son is in uh, a special unit, and uh, he was planning on coming home for Shabbat uh, after being a month away. But unfortunately, uh, one of uh, his soldiers uh, has a virus. So now they're all uh, staying on base uh, together with him uh, for the next uh, two, three weeks. And, you know, Bezat Hashem, we hope that after that they'll come home. But that, uh, that's one of the challenges our soldiers everywhere face, not only in Hebron, but especially in Hebron. And uh, one of my missions this year is to take care of these soldiers because, first of all, we're thankful to them for whatever they do, not for the Hebron citizens, not only for the Hebron citizens, but for Am Israel. You know, they put their bodies and souls in front of the terrorists uh, in order for us to, uh, to keep our uh, normal lives. And, but furthermore, now when they don't see their homes, uh, we have to take care of them, whether it's with food, with uh, proper clothing, with uh, uh, pizzas, with barbecues, with whatever we can, uh, uh, special, uh, you know, uh, video games to put in their uh, uh, base, clubhouse, whatever we can do in order to make them happier. That's one of the challenges. And a lot of people around the world, frankly, and a lot of people from North America assist in that because uh, when they support the Chevron Fund and a, and a fund uh, campaign like today, uh, one of the things that the money goes for is exactly what you just described. You know, you, you really you, you got me thinking now when I asked about the difference between this year and a regular year, because in addition to what you just described, very concerned about the soldiers, and frankly, every time we heard about units that were getting sick or were quarantined, it was pretty scary because obviously it limits you know their mobility and limits their effectiveness, obviously. Um, I guess you had to make an adjustment because the Jewish and non-Jewish citizens of Hebron or residents of Hebron also found themselves over the last many months locked down. And while most people might think that that helps you as director of security, I could think of scenarios where it would hurt the security situation. So unfortunately, it does hurt because uh, even though, you know, the virus doesn't differ between Jews and Arabs, but uh, all of their systems are shut down. Their kids are bored and uh when the Arab kids are bored, what do they do? You know, some people watch movies, while other people live on the movies, meaning they, you know, they go around, they throw rocks at soldiers, right. they make them occupied, they break into homes. It's, it's a different challenge. But on the other hand, thank God, you know, uh, there, there's not too much of a traveling uh, 
on the road. So uh, the, the army is very successful in catching the, big, uh, the real bad big guys. <laughs> Thank God. You could say that again. Thank God. Um, and what about those like yourself who are, you know, citizens and residents and have taken the security responsibility on? Is it hard for you to find others to help out because of the COVID situation and their, you know, and their reluctance to, you know, go out and possibly bring the virus back into their home? Have have your forces been, you know, the type of numbers that you'd like to keep in terms of those people who live uh, in and around Hebron, helping out with the security situation? Uh, no, not as much as I'd like to have. Uh, all the forces and uh, also uh, my department. When we go out, we have special clothing. It's not it's very uncomfortable. Right. But we'll do everything in order to maintain security uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, we can't have uh, the chance of uh, being sick. It's, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a prayer. <laughs> It's not, it can't be, because yeah. if we get sick, then uh, even though we say, if Hashem, if HaKadosh Baruch doesn't keep us safe, nothing will help. But we have to, you know, we have to uh, do whatever we can in order for Hashem to, uh, to, to do his job. No, oh, we certainly understand that. Yoni Bleichbard's with us from Hebron. He's chief security officer in Hebron. He's been doing it for many, many years. Uh, he just described to us the situation with the IDF soldiers. He just described to us what the security situation is like during Corona and how it's a difficult situation, always even more difficult now. Yoni, you know that you're speaking to a lot of people who are anxious to help the holy city of Hebron. This audience has always been anxious to help the holy city of Hebron. Uh, I just alluded to before that you know some of the items you need for IDF soldiers, that's something that people could support when they give to this campaign. Uh, what else? What are other things that, uh, uh, that well, I should put it differently. Uh, explain to the audience that every time they give to a campaign like this, they are helping the security situation in Hebron. Absolutely. Not only helping, but, you know, making a change because a happy soldier is, 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 is a different soldier. He, you know, he, he guards it better. Last year we ran a security equipment campaign. It saved, it saved lives, lives of people, lives of people who had the virus, thank God. Uh, thank God we did not have too many terror attacks, but in, in the terror attacks we did have, all of the equipment was used over there. And now when you, when you support the soldiers and you give them a good feeling, it's not only the good feeling, it's, it's, it's an ambassador that goes out of Hebron and tells everybody, hey, Hebron is the most amazing place there is, and you know what? Even though I disagree with uh, the citizens, I think they're wonderful people, and that creates a, uh, a change. It you know it, it, it connects people uh, to Hebron, to Eretz Israel, and to Am Israel. It, it, it makes so much of a difference, and uh, not only is every donation tripled, but every donation that goes through uh, my slot goes straight to the soldiers. Ooh. The soldier project, whether it's a thermal wear in the freezing cold winter in Hebron that already started, whether it's uh, it's um, treats for soldiers, whether it's uh, helping them with, you know, we because of the corona situation, they didn't have laundry. We, we bought them laundry machines wow. on bases so they could uh, make laundry. It, it, it makes an impact. It makes, it creates a big change. Ladies... 
sometimes, sometimes I'm, I don't know who's the real hero, the person who sits in the United States and has everything but gives to the soldiers or the soldiers that, uh, you know, thank God, they're, they're, they're there. Yeah. Whether they like it or not. The campaign is called Even Heroes Need Heroes, and there's no need to describe why the people you're talking about in Israel are heroes. That we know. Uh, but I have to remind everybody here that they can be heroes right now, and they can be heroes by going uh, to the website hebronfund.org. Again, that's hebronfund.org. And, um, and giving generously. Every time you give a donation today until 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Every time you give a donation between now and 6 p.m. Eastern Time, that donation is tripled because of the nature of this cause match campaign for the Chevron Fund. Uh, there are many, many things, and I give credit to Dan Rosenstein and the entire board. There are many things the Chevron Fund supports in the holy city of Chevron, some of which we're going to hear about today. But the fact that they are there for all the needs of the Israeli soldiers and the security forces that are taking care of Chevron is a very, very big deal. So these heroes need heroes, and it's our opportunity to be a hero. Go to hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. Donate now. Uh, it ends tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern time, and everything you give is tripled. You give 100, you're really giving 300, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Yoni, how are the preparations for Hanukkah? Oh, so... Uh... You know, it, it all depends on uh, on what we what we get over here because we're planning a very big party for the soldiers. Wow! Uh, that all will be on base with you know uh, on the hilltop of Abu Sneh now, where all the Arabs around everyone will see the the giant uh, menorah when we light over there, and it will also give some light and happiness to the soldiers themselves while they're while they're. Uh, away from home during the holidays. And, you know, as a parent, I know how it feels when you want to have your kid at home. But on the other hand, you know that he is not that sad when he does his army service uh, anywhere in Israel. Right. And that comforts me as a parent, and it'll make us more happier if we can give more to the soldiers of Hebron. Yoni Bleichbart has said it all when it comes to security and what's happening now in Hebron during these challenging times. He's chief security officer of Hebron, and he and I encourage everybody to be a hero because even heroes need heroes. And donate now, hebronfund.org. The, uh, the cause match campaign goes until 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight, and everything you donate is tripled. H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. Yoni Tadaraba Chag Urim Sameach, and thank you so much for joining us this morning. Chag Sameach, and thank you all for uh, having us and supporting us, as always. Yeah, Baruch Hashem, this audience does a good job in that regard. Tadarabai, Yoni. More coming up in an hour dedicated to the holy city of Hebron at JM in the AM. <laughs>
An hour dedicated to the holy city of Hebron. I better remind both me and Yishai Fleischer that we have other guests coming on this hour because when Yishai and I start talking, we just keep on going on all the topics of the day. <laughs> Simple as that. Give generously because even heroes need heroes, and the heroes we're talking about are the heroes of Hebron, but now we can be their heroes by supporting the Hebron Fund, H-E-B-R-O-N Fund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N Fund.org. Everything you give today until 6 p.m. Eastern time is tripled. No joke. Tripled. He's international spokesman for the holy city of Hebron, the one and only Yishai Fleischer. Shalom and welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, shalom. So great to hear your voice. You're making me feel like uh, like it's a regular year, like we're in America right now fundraising for for Hebron and, and bringing, you know, the, the light of Hebron to, to Jewish people throughout the world. But it is not like that this year. It's Corona year, and I'm here in Israel, so we're talking from afar, and it's great to hear your voice. I appreciate that very much. And yes, it is an unusual year. And frankly, Ishai, because you are the uh, international spokesman and you deal with the world of politics and Hebron and Israel's position in the world. And by the way, I'm sure you've heard already that we're going to be heading to the UAE next week to broadcast. I'll get your comments about that in a minute, but let's start with this. 
Uh, there's been a change, or at least it seems, not that everybody would agree, but the majority of people agree there's been a change in the White House, and next month we'll have a new president. Uh, you've seen the way the Trump administration has dealt with Israel and places like Hebron, not specifically, but like Hebron. Um, what do you think we can anticipate with the new Biden administration coming in and their attitude toward Israel and Hebron? You know, Nachum, uh, when I was uh, living in America for a lot of years, uh, I was so you know, proud to be an American citizen, a naturalized American citizen, and I was proud that you know, the country allowed me to be a, a proud and uh, an outward Jew. Uh, and I went to Yeshiva University, and I, I thought to myself, you know, there's many good, great things about this country. But there was always things that bothered me so much. Uh, campus anti-Semitism that's being, that was taught, you know, by, by anti-Israel professors. Uh, the support of the Palestinian Authority and uh, the money that went, uh, that ended up in the hands of murderers. The so-called pay-for-slay, uh, program that, that America was in the end actually sponsoring. The fact that the United Nations was striking against Israel, but the United Nations was, you know, housed on the shores of the United States, uh, and was funded mostly by the United States. Uh, and the list goes on. Oh, and the non-recognition of Jerusalem. And then finally, the, the support of Iran, who, who was hell-bent on, on getting a nuclear bomb against Israel. So all these things just drove me crazy. And I just thought to myself, you know, like, on the one hand, I'm proud of America. On the other hand, I've got a, a real problem with a lot of their positions. Then came uh, a new American president, President Trump, who, from our perspective, on this side of the, of the pond, this side of the ocean, we saw a man who took on all those things that we understood was, were anti-Israel and, and, and anti-Semitic, actually, um, and took them all on, not necessarily winning all of those fights, but, 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 but certainly taking them on. When it came to Hebron, UNESCO, which is the, the UN branch dedicated to recognizing World Heritage Sites, right. it uh, decided that, that Hebron, that the tomb of the patriarchs and matriarchs, the tomb of the ancestors, the Machpelah is actually a Palestinian world heritage site endangered by Israel. Right. I mean, this was such an absurdity, and, and, and we made us think about it in Hebron, and it kind of it snowballed to the point that uh, Nikki Haley declared that the United States was leaving UNESCO because of the anti-Hebron decision. All right, so we had we had a president and an administration, really, because I don't want to get into the you know a lot of people get into the personality issues. I'm talking about policy, uh, and we had a president which I think really fought for policies that that were pro-Israel, truly pro-Israel, uh, and it was a beautiful four years. If indeed the uh, the new Biden administration is going to come in, look, we're going to work with them. We we, we work with uh, with with uh, you know. Uh, various administrations and, and all kinds of folks, and we'll do our best to work with them. But, you know, the, the, the simple sense of it is that it's the kind of administration that's likely more on the Western European, uh, UN-type, uh, globalist type of administration, which basically does not see eye-to-eye -eye with Israel's presence in Judea and Samaria, which is our ancestral homeland. And we're going to do our best to both convince... Uh, and at the same time fight uh, for our rights and defend our rights in the, the, the heartland of the Holy Land. And so, uh, look, you know, it was a beautiful four years. I'm going to take these four years and, and, and be strengthened by them and, and, and you know, go with that, go with that, with that wave, go with that spin, and, and, and keep, keep pushing that forward. And, and I think there was like a real sign of what truth is, a, a real uh, kind of beacon of what truth is. Uh, and if this administration sees it differently, we're going to discuss 
uh, and work, but definitely stay put in Hebron, where we've stayed put for the last 3,800 years. You know, the uh, Yishai Fleischer is with us, international spokesman for Hebron. Uh, we talk about the, the campaign going on today and uh, to support the Hebron uh, Fund, uh, H-E-B-R-O-N-Fund.org, everybody. Uh, everything you give right now is tripled until 6 p.m. Eastern time, so give generously. And, we, and obviously we talk about security and infrastructure, parks and, and playgrounds for kids. I mean, I could go through an entire list of what the Hebron Fund does. Your, your department is also dependent on the Hebron Fund because to fight these political battles, uh, to, uh, to, to fight certain legal battles when it comes to the city of Hebron, property ownership, etc., funds are necessary. So people might not think of your department, so to speak, as one that uh, needs to be supported. But the reality is that if people are generous, um, departments like yours can be strengthened, can grow, and can be more effective. I think, I think the right word is education. We're really educators. We're really teaching people about the history of the Jewish people in Hebron. We're, we're teaching about the strategic importance about it, of, of us being there. We're teaching about uh, the future of coexistence, which I think we can get into when we talk about the UAE. So we're really teaching, and, and that kind of teaching happens on many levels. It happens on the levels of groups, uh, of students. It happens on the levels, and, and we do a lot of that work of bringing in Israeli students and international students to come and learn and understand things better, see both sides of the conflict, understand things on a deeper level. And when you have a, a, a person, if it's a student or a VIP or a politician who understands things better, then at the end it, 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 it brings to better policy. But that's what we do in my department, which is really educate, teach, show people what it's all about. Uh, and, and, that, and that at the end um, yields a, a greater connection, which is really what everyone's all about. It's all about connectivity. And and we're really the defenders of the tomb of the fathers and mothers, the first purchase of the Jewish people in the land of Israel. Yep. And just to connect people to that, like if you don't if you don't understand who Abraham was, then you're not going to care so much about Jewish Hebron, <laughs> and you very well might might buy into the alternative narrative that calls us foreigners and occupiers in this you know ancestral city. Yep. So 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 we have like one of the things that I think we have to teach. More than anything, is just the Torah. We have to teach about Avram Avinu and the revolution of Avram Avinu, uh, and that is something that uh, that I think in many ways we, we we have to do even better. We're doing it. We got to do it even better. My dream is that Hebron will be the home of of the Book of Bereshit, the Book of Genesis. Like you will come to Hebron to connect with the with the stars of the, of the Book of Bereshit, which is the foundational book for all of. Uh, for all of morality, for all, for, for all of, you know, human, human progress. That's, that's the book, uh, Sefer Hayashar, that's the book. So, so that's what we're really about. We're really about teaching, and I think that we're going to keep doing that strong. Of course, when people help us, they're really helping give honor to Abraham, whose job in this world was to give honor to, to Hashem, to God Almighty. So I really think that when people support the mothers and fathers, they're doing the mitzvah of kibur uh, of of honoring the fathers and mothers, uh, and then th- through that, honoring Jewish history, and through that, of course, honoring the the, the one who is using Jewish history to, to bring his name to the world, and that's God Almighty. No question about it. Yishai Fleischer, international spokesman in Hebron. Everybody out there, your chance today is to triple your effectiveness. Anybody who gives $100, it's really $300. Go to hebronfund.org. The Cause Match campaign banner is right there. 
uh, hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org, support the Hebron Fund. Um, uh, uh, quickly, Shai, uh, we're heading to the UAE next week. You mentioned Abraham. Uh, you know about the Abraham Accords. Is that another one of the accomplishments under the Trump administration that you will look back on with, uh, uh, with positive reaction? I'm going to look forward to it. Not just back, because it's going to be something that's going to be that's going to have tremendous impact around here. I think that the Middle East wants so badly to move forward. I know so many of my Arab and Muslim cousins and all the countries around us, so many millions, millions of people that want another, a different opportunity, a different chance to get out from under middle-aged, backwards repression, hate of Israel, which has done nothing but been a curse for the Arab countries around us. And there is such a hunger and thirst to connect with Israel, to open up the borders to trade and to tourism, and to make this region an Abrahamic region that the world can visit and be proud of. And there's no reason why you can't take a train from, from Istanbul uh, to, through, through Damascus, to, to Beirut, to Jerusalem, and then out to Riyadh, and out to Dubai and the Emirates, and, 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 and Baghdad, which was a, you know, a great city, and can be again. And so this whole region stands to flourish so much if we just let go of this absurd hate. And the, the idea that, that Israel will be defeated through this hate has been disproven. And I think the Arab world is understanding that. And I think they're going into what I call now uh, uh, an era of post-jihadism, which is like, okay, enough already. We can't fight this war anymore. It's useless. Let's start to make peace with Israel and normalization, and we'll flourish. Let's bless the people of Abraham, and we'll, we'll be blessed also as, as the children of Abraham. So I'm very excited for you. I think you're going to see great things at the UAE. And I believe that, that we're going to move forward. And I also believe that there's going to be tons of people, the bad guys, who are going to try to stop it and stymie it and, and, and spill lots of vitriol in order to make people, you know, in, in endless conflict. But at the end, I think love will win. And um, when people support Hebron, they're basically supporting the, the originator of the Abraham Accords, Abraham, uh, which is kind of coming back to being the star of the show. And the, the Jewish people who are in Hebron, we're the ones that keep the place open for everybody. Uh, we, we help the, the soldiers and keep a community there and make the tourism possible there. So we keep the doors open for the world to really connect to Abraham. And that's why I think this is a great opportunity for people to be part of our campaign. And you know what, Nachum, I'm really feeling it. People are, I, I can feel it. People are out there just wanting to give, especially because of COVID, especially because of this time. They're just like, we stand with this thing. And I want to tell you that it's not just the money. It, it, money helps a lot, but it's also the moral support, this feeling like the world is with us, the Jewish world is with us, non-Jews are with us. It really gives us a lot of heart and a lot of strength. Yishai Fleischer joins me in asking everybody to be generous and make today's Chevron Fund Cause Match campaign a big success. Everything you give is tripled. Until 6 p.m. tonight, go to hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. Yishai Tadaraba, great speaking with you, sir. Great to hear your great voice. Keep it up and have a great time to UAE. And don't forget to jump jump into Eretz Yisrael when you're, when you're in the region. <laughs> Bezrat Hashem, if they let us, I think we might. Jam in the AM as we continue on this Thursday morning. Maybe he go ye live in Navy, 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 
As you hear all the amazing songs of Hebron and all the amazing discussion of Hebron, we remind you today is an important day for Hebron. It's a day when people around the world can support the incredible work of the Hebron Fund in so many different areas, some of which we've already explored this morning. Go to hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. Everything you give is tripled until 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Everything you give is tripled until 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. And uh, I know a lot of people are anticipating our next guest. He's one of our favorites, Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum, who is Director of Tourism in Chevron, is with us live via telephone. Reb Simcha, shalom, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. It's great to be back, Nachum, and it's great to hear your voice. Appreciate that and very it's great much. great even long distance, all our friends abroad. Yeah, and long distance is the right way to put it for the last few months because uh, you you and all of us are feeling distant from each other. I can only imagine that Shabbat Chaye Sarah and in general weekdays and Shabbatot in Hebron are a bit quieter than you're used to. Uh, do, do you think do you think our Avot and Imahot felt that this past Shabbat Chaye Sarah was a little bit more empty than usual? You know, it's a, lo- it's a loaded question. On the one hand, every grandparent loves when all the grandchildren are together. And the more the merrier, the more noise and the more balagan, it's a, it's a great source of nachat to the grandparents when all the grandchildren come. On the other hand, sometimes it's also nice to have an intimate Shabbat together and a more intimate time together. It's Avam and Sarah, Yitzhak and Rivka Yaakov and there. So, so, you know, although... We missed it terribly, and as someone who hosts every year, this would have been my 26th Hayasara wow. of having massive young people. I'm talking 200 young people, Sudash, the ship by my house, hundreds up to four, 500 people coming through Friday night. But there was something about the quiet and the more intimacy of being at Marta Machpela, listening to the laning, and just being together with the immediate Chevron family. Can only imagine. Very good point you're bringing up, that's for sure. Now, you're Director of Tourism, and we know what that means. We've seen you in action, and you're taking thousands of people each year around Chevron and showing them incredible sights and giving them so much inspiration, both through uh, the spoken word and through song. Uh, I, I would. I mean, is anybody there? Is anybody giving you an opportunity to do that now? Are you seeing any visitors from, from anywhere during this period of time? So, like, like this, unfortunately, the skies are still closed. And there's really no opportunity to people to fly and to come over here. However, in a miraculous way, many of the young people who are in the gap year, whether it's yeshiva, whether it's seminary, whether it's other one-year college programs abroad, have been able to come to Chavon. Wow. And especially in the Shabbatot, leading up to Chayisara, Lech Lecha, Bayer, Chayisara, Todot, the Chavon is mentioned in those Parshat HaShavua. We did have a lot of yeshivot and seminaries. And because... The tour of Hebron could be done from outdoors. So we've been able to have exposure to a lot of young people. But Thanksgiving weekend, it was crazy. No one, generally it's buses and buses of people who are off for the extended weekend. And here, it was just giving thanks to Hashem. So it's definitely, there's a big lull 
and there's a certain feeling of uh, of emptiness in the streets of Hebron. At the same time, Baruch Hashem, there are local Israelis who are coming. And every Monday and Thursday, you still have to fight for them. They have the right room for the Sefer Torah and to be able to have a Bar Mitzvah or an Aliyah for your son. And a lot of the local Israelis have stepped up now wow. and have been coming more more frequently than they used to come. Wow. What chizuk that must give you. And now you really have an opportunity to concentrate on the students, to concentrate on those who want to learn um, uh, as much as possible about Hebron. It must be, uh, must be, it must give you a lot of chizuk during this time. So, you know, there is, there is this opportunity that I haven't had in so many years. Some jobs have a sabbatical year, but tourism, there's no sabbatical <laughs> year. And in teaching, also, I've never really taken off all these years. Um, my 25th year in Shiva Tresha Jerusalem, and 20th year being the director of tourism of the Chevron Fund. And this is the first opportunity to replenish my own soul right. and to be able just to also sit and to learn and to focus inward. And as a result, you could then put so much more quality in terms of both the tours and the teaching. You know, uh, Simcha, when you take people around Hebron, you actually see every day, every time you do it, the work of the Hebron Fund. You see playgrounds and and uh, and parks that have been built by the Hebron Fund. You see renovations and, and cleanup projects that have been taken care of by the Hebron Fund. You see buildings that they've been involved with. You've seen expansion of the neighborhood and, and the ability that they've had over the years to assist in whatever projects are necessary to increase uh, the people in the neighborhood and the uh, and, and the uh, the expansion, let's say, of the neighborhood. So you see firsthand as you live in Chevron, uh, the work of the Chevron Fund. Join me. Uh, give a message to our listeners about why it's so important to 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 from all these thousands of miles away to support the work of the Chevron Fund. So, you know, Baruch Hashem, when I came here 25 years ago, Nacham, the city didn't look anything like it is today. Whether it's on the side of tourism or Shabbat Chayesara. But just day to day, the wounds and the rubbles and the cry of my brother's blood from 1929 was so strong. And Baruch Hashem now, we've been able to clean up. The Chevron Fund has been able to renovate, to build, and to really beautify the city. When Yaakov comes back to Yisrael, the Shabbat, he comes to the city of Shechem, and it says, He showed grace. He showed grace upon the city. The Hebron Fund has really brought a chen, a beauty and a grace and a splendor to the, both the residents of Hebron, to the visitors of Hebron. I can't, it's hard for me, and I get, when I see the difference of Manishtana, how it's changed over the years. And as the Hebron Fund has gotten more and more involved, and has more ability to help the building and the parks and the playgrounds and life for the kids, and to make life normal for the children, despite all the political tensions, it's amazing, amazing. Every morning I dive in at the Marat Every morning I sit with the Chavuta and I learn in the beautiful gardens, whether it's by the seventh step or whether it is down below in Moscow, Chicago. And every day, just on a personal level, it's amazing to see the beauty and to really take from the runes and to transform them as Yeshaya Navi wrote. And we'll take the runes and all the desolate cities of Yehuda and we'll turn them into a garden of Eden. And there the voice of joy and happiness will be found there and the voice of thanks and song. And that's what's going on today in Hebron, with Taurus or without Taurus, just from the local people and the local Israelis, is the unbelievable transformation of taking that rubble and the runes and turning the apes or the ashes into beautiful glory.
And we talk about the Avot and Imahot who are gone. When you're there, you get to think about the Avot and Imahot when they were there, that you're walking on the same ground, that you're in the same area, that you're literally keeping their community that they founded, right, in the area Avraham purchased thousands of years ago. You're keeping it as Jewish as possible and helping it grow. That must be an amazing feeling. It is, it is. You know, if some always would say that those people who learn Jewish history, and those people are helping making Jewish history. Yeah. A lot of people love to wake up in the morning when everything's already done. <laughs> but God gave us the privilege to be from those who are fighting every day of our life to bring the great morning light. 100%. something that we feel blessed every day. There's not a day when I'm walking to and from the Mara. There's not a day on uh, Shabbat when I'm walking up to Torah Meda. And I... The privilege of walking in the footsteps of our forefathers, the footsteps of Avram and Sarah, Yitzhak and Rizka. I was preparing a little bit before I came on the radio. And even in this week's Pasha, Pasha Yitzhak, most people don't realize, Yaakov comes back, and the Torah describes, after all the fighting and all the hardships and all the struggles, Yaakov finally comes back to Eretz Yisrael, and he eventually makes his way back for Aranah to Hebron. As it says in chapter 35, Verse 27, And Yaakov came back to his father Yitzchak to Mamre, the plains of Mamre, to Kirat Abba, the city of the four, Hebron, where Abba and Yitzchak lived. And there's every Shabbat you could find some connection to the patriarchs and the matriarchs. It's great that they're buried here, but even greater that they lived here. Yeah, 100%. Simcha Achbam was director of tourism. One of the things, Simcha, that we have to emphasize, especially because you represent that department, is when you do give tours, and believe me, I'm glad to hear that there's some people, especially the students, coming and keeping you busy. But when you give tours to people who come from around the world, uh, especially uh, well-established people who are, thank God, generous and want to support Eretz Yisrael, they are able to help uh, with the Chevron Fund in general. You are not seeing those people now, so there's no question, I would assume, uh, that things are not uh, operating in terms of um, uh, the the uh, funds that usually come into the Chevron Fund from these tours the way they normally do. So I would ask you to please remind everybody, uh, because this is a difficult year and one that uh, uh, is a real victim of this COVID-19 pandemic, especially when it comes to fundraising, uh, I would ask you to encourage everybody to be as generous as possible. I remind you that it's three times. Whatever people give, it's being tripled. And they should use today as an opportunity to support Hebron and support Hebron as generously as they can. You know, Nachum, you know me all these years. You never heard me ever once complain. But no one can even begin to imagine how heavy this community has been hit from COVID-19 as a result of lack of tourism, as a result of so much unemployment and so many people who are in between contracts and are living on what's called the Maybach, Aftala or Chalat, which is some type of vacation without pay. And nowhere in the world hasn't been affected, but percentage-wise over here, it's been really, really very heavy and very hard. Tourism is a major income, not just the tours and someone who get, comes and pays the amount to the tour and gives a check afterwards, but the stores, the pizza shop, the gift shops, pe- people who sell the wine, people who sell the olive oils, and all people are involved in many different branches that are affected as a result of the lack of tourism coming through over here. So really this year, more than ever, the need is great. Am Yisrael has many, many needs, but this is, there's only one Maratha Machpelah, and there's only one group of Jews that are here through thick and thin, watching over the second holiest site, to all circumstances. It's our grandparents that are buried here, not my grandparents. 
And here were the ones that are one way or the other taking care and making sure that they're able to be given the proper respect and honor after, after they're buried over here. And we need all of you guys to help. It's all one family here. It's our grandparents. And together, God willing, we'll continue to make heaven greater and greater and to really, the Yichan as Yaakov Avinu, to make this city beautiful, to make this city accessible, to educate and connect people to their roots, to the root of their souls. And you guys, all our friends from America have been above and beyond this year and really helping it out. And even the campaign so far is off to a great start. But you guys, we got to get to the finish line. So we need each and every one of you. Not to say someone else will do it, but really every person makes a difference here. Every person counts. And God willing, together, we'll be able to keep things going here. Simcha Hachbaum and I encourage everybody to give and give generously. Everything is tripled. Hebronfund.org. H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. When you go to the site, uh, you will see a beautiful banner that leads you to the Even Heroes Need Heroes campaign. It's a cause match campaign that goes until 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Everything you give is tripled. Simple as that. That's why we're really encouraging everybody to do it today because your donation is even more valuable than usual. Hebronfund.org, Hebronfund.org. Reb Simcha, cannot wait to reunite with you in the city of our patriarchs and matriarchs. Thank you, Nachem. And as Nachem, just again to reiterate, Yitain v'yachzav Yitain. And Isaac blessed Jacob. He said, God should give you from the dues of heaven. Give, come back and give. And it's not once I uh, once gave in 2000, or once I gave during the Intifada. Now is in a different way, a crisis time. And there is no one helping the families out as much as the Chevron Fund, wiping out grocery bills, helping people with bar mitzvahs and weddings. And God willing, everything, like we said, is not just doubled here, but it's even tripled. <laughs> and it's a special, special opportunity. And God willing, we look forward to showing you around, to hosting you, to bring you up to my house, to being able to sing throughout the city, and to really see, really, to see the great light coming out from Hebron, that light of the Davidic dynasty that started here in Hebron. And keep up your good work. Keep on strengthening Am Yisrael. You're lifting up so many people's spirits during these times. People who are alone. They can turn on the radio and hear, get a flavor of Eretz Yisrael. So we're blessing everyone to tune in to Nachem and to Bezat Hashem. Be partners with us here in Hebron. Thank you so much, Simcha. It's very simple, everybody. Hebronfund.org. Everything you give today is tripled. H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. My thanks, Rib Simcha Hachbaum. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. <laughs> Hebron, Hebron, Meaz, Kulitamit, Hebron, 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 Shelanu, Bizkut, Zkut, Avoteinu, Hashem, Nishbala, Avoteinu, Avraham, Yitzchak, V'yahakov. Zohi, Chas, Teyohuiz, Mevi, Goyel, Libnei, Bnei, Hem, Zohi, Chas, Teyohuiz, Maham, Shemohi, V'yahavu, Zohi, Chas, Teyohuiz, Hebron, Hebron, Meaz, 
Well, there's no better way to uh, to wrap up this important uh, one-hour message about Chevron than with uh, Dan Rosenstein, who's uh, executive director of the Chevron Fund. Remember, everything you give is tripled. Everything you give is tripled. Go to hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. You'll see the campaign immediately. It's a cause match campaign that goes until 6 p.m. tonight, Eastern time. Everything you give today is tripled. Uh, Executive director of the Chevron Fund, Rabbi Dan Rosenstein, welcome back to JM in the AM. Nachum, it's so good to be with you, even though uh, this time I'm 6,000 miles away instead (laughs) of just... uh, Hop, skip, and a jump over the GW when I normally fly in for this campaign. It's unbelievable, but you're able to do it from Israel, Baruch Hashem. And uh, hopefully, hopefully everyone around the world will respond in the way that's necessary, not just uh, uh, the way we want, but the way that's necessary, because there's so many things that you are, and, and, and the prior guests all described them, so many things that the Chevron Fund is responsible for, and you want to make sure to make life as easy as possible for the uh, residents of Chevron during this very challenging time. From your perspective, we've asked the other guests, from your perspective, how have things been in Chevron during this COVID-19 pandemic? Look, there's no question that everyone around the world is you know, experiencing the, uh, the effects of the corona. Uh, and normally, living in Chevron, is a challenging situation. So when you throw on top of it the challenges of corona, um, it makes it a little bit more, um, you, you, you feel it even even more. Um, you have uh, families that are on uh, halat, or whether they're unemployed or they're, they're underemployed. Right. Um, you know, we have a guy that, that does uh, tours, not from club, but another guy takes tours. You know, tourists around uh, right. the country. You know, what is he supposed to do? Nobody's able to fly in. Yep. You know, you have uh, companies that go out. You have uh, other things, uh, and uh, you know, we've been stepping in for the families. Um, you know, if you watch the video, and I encourage you not to watch the video because if you watch the video, you may wind up giving a little bit more money than <laughs> you would intended to. You're trying to protect people from that. Huh? Where we. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, they don't go. Do not go to HebronFund.org. It's going to cost you money because you're going to see how we run the credit card at the grocery store, and we're literally um, wiping away people's debts. We we had somebody who looked at us when we told them we we tried to do it, you know, matam basetar, you know, quietly, and we said just when you go to the grocery store, you know, we just made an adjustment to your uh, account, and. and, and the guy was like, you know, one guy said, like, uh, I don't know how it's going to finish the month, uh, you know, because, you know, you put things on your on your account and it builds and, you know, you have eight kids. And Kanai Naharach, everyone's families are, are are larger than, you know, the average uh, family. And um, he, he didn't know how he was going to make it. You know, he has his own self-worth. So, you know, so so our, it's not me, it's the, you know, it's the Hebron Fund donors that are stepping up. They're going on to this uh, CauseMatch site uh, that's linked off of the HebronFund.org 
uh, website, and they're literally putting those uh, yogurts and bread and, and, and chicken into people's uh, grocery carts. That's you know, the you know, resident. You know, Dan, I have, to, I, have to inter- you know. I have to interrupt you for a second because, look, obviously this is stucca. This is stucca from the you know American government standpoint. Obviously, Chevron funds a not-for-profit organization. It's stucca because we know we've been spending the hour talking about the 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 uh, the causes that this money goes for. But you have just hit on something that's so vital and important. There are people who you know sometimes will say, "Yeah, but you know, I want to give to poor people. I want to give to people who are in need, who can't make Shabbos, who can't pay their grocery bill, who literally, you know, are having the electricity and water shut off because they haven't paid in half a year, whatever the case." Not only is the Chevron Fund doing everything we described today, helping with security and parks and playgrounds and legal cases and buildings and renovation and and beautification, but what you just described is key. You're literally helping families that would be in complete financial ruin, if not for the Chevron Fund. Right. Look, we're we're not a food pantry, uh, right. you know, uh, right. all year, or we're not, you know, anything like that. And the, the families are, are amazing people, and they just need to get over, you know, some of them uh, need to just get over this hump so that way they can continue living in Chevron and representing them, representing Am Yisrael. And if you tapped any resident on the soldier and say, why are you living in Chevron, you know, for – because the the air is better there, which it is, um, because of uh, you know because everyone's going to come visit you. To, why do you live there? They said every single person I've asked, every single person says well, I'm I'm a shaliach of of Am Yisrael, so we need to be here and protect it and keep the Jewish presence in Hebron. So that's that's one aspect is is are these hero residents. Right. Then you have the soldiers, which you only talked about. Right. Um, you know that have been confined to base. They don't want them traveling on the bus all the time. Yep. You know, in weeks on end. You know, they're stuck on base, and and what happens? So then they come to our um, Pinakama, our social restroom refreshment area, and uh, which which Chabon um, Fund donors um, put in over the last couple of years. And we put in there the rugelach and the coffee and tea 24-7. And then from time to time, we make them barbecues. You know, and, and they've been having much challenge, more challenging time now because, you know, the, the Arab youth have been off from school. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they tried and get a little bit active, but uh, Yoni and the team and the, and the IDF, you know, on top of it and sealing the perimeter. And, uh, you know, so, so now they can't go home for Shabbos and they have, you know, extra duties and it's getting cold. So we're, you know, doing the, um, the warm weather appeal and the uh, jackets and we're um, putting more stuff in the uh, Pina Haman, doing more uh, barbecues and pizza parties and things like that. And they feel the, they feel the love from America because they say, oh, where, you know, how did this happen? I'm like, oh, yeah, it was a guy in Teaneck that did this. Oh, it was a guy in uh, Five Towns. Some, some lady in... Uh, in uh, uh, Sacramento, uh, California, yeah. decided that that's what she, that's how she would like to spend her, uh, you know, IRS, uh, whatever money. Her charitable so, dollars, yeah, you know, no question but, about it. Unbelievable, really unbelievable. Uh, Chevron Fund is uh, in the midst of their cause match campaign. Everything you give is uh, tripled, literally tripled, between now and 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Go to hebronfund.org. It's a cause match campaign. You'll see it right there in beautiful, bright colors, uh, and you'll be able to support. Now, Dan, I mean, you know, these matching campaigns, they're not easy to set up. You need people, uh, you know, who are really committed to to making sure that the Chevron Fund or whatever the cause may be has uh, essential support. It's obvious you're surrounded by some very uh, generous and committed people who now have given the fund an opportunity to triple 
every donation that's coming in. Tell me more about the Cause Match campaign and why today is the day for everybody to give to the Chevron Fund. Look, uh, we're not the first person, you know, first organization, first nonprofit to run one of these uh, matching campaigns. And I can't speak for the other organizations that set their goals. Um, the truth is that this year we set the largest goal that we've ever had, and we set it not based on data. I'm a data guy. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm by the numbers, and we set it by need. So we're asking people not based on, on their ability, but based on the need. And if they could dig a little bit deeper just this, just this time, um, it's going to make all the difference. Because um, we didn't set it based on, well, the computer modeling is saying X, Y, Z. No, we said this is the amount that we need to provide for the residents and the soldiers and the upkeep of the city of Cabron. If we don't hit that number, it's going to be an issue. So. I, I can't make it any more real and, and, and honest than it is. I think, you know, we passed the 50% uh, uh, part, and uh, we have till 6 o'clock today. So, uh, you know, I turn to your amazing listeners and our friends to, um, you know, to, uh, to go to hebronfund.org and, uh, and make a donation. If they want to split it up over 12 payments, there's an option on there. Uh, you know, that's... Uh, you know, that's one way that, that, that people are doing it. Some people are doing it monthly. Uh, some people, you know, whatever's comfortable for them. All right. the, you know, yeah. and again, don't watch that video on hebronfund.org <laughs> on the CauseMatch site. It'll, you know, it'll cost it you, as you say. I see a lot of familiar names, a lot of people this audience is familiar with who are, uh, in fact, joining in. So I encourage everybody to join that list uh, and, and uh, be part of this uh, CauseMatch campaign. Go to hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. The campaign is called Even Heroes Need Heroes, and all those that Dan Rosenstein is speaking about are, in fact, heroes of the holy city of Hebron and of the Jewish people, but we need to be their heroes now. Campaign ends 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. We are, in fact, past the 50% mark of the $1 million goal. We're at 522000 so uh, we've uh, gone over a significant milestone, and now we hope everybody will get us to the biggest milestone, which is the goal, uh, by 6 p.m., tonight. Dan Rosenstein, anything else you'd like to add, sir? Um, a couple of things. I wanted to send you regards from um, one of our supporters, Marty Connect. Oh, thank you. Who claims that he knows you for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, a little while. Yeah. Elizabeth of his... <laughs> yeah. So, Here, so Marty says hello. Usually, usually I see you on the floats at the Israeli Day Parade when uh, I'm there with our Great donors, Connie and Lenny uh, Grunstein from Teaneck. I mean, it's uh, it's half Boca. a it's half a year from now. Is it possible we may still have that parade in New York? Maybe, maybe. I hope. I, hope. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyone who claims that they know doesn't know. <laughs> exactly. Like I said, I'm a data guy. So exactly. I, you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I did want to make a special mention on, on a sadder note. Many of people that have called the office um, know our amazing. Um, frontline uh, person Esther Arie is sitting shiva. Mm. Um, she's just getting up, um, so she's she's with us. And uh, a real, you know, a lot of people uh, know her and speak to her. So oh, yeah. if they're not getting a chance to speak to her today, so <laughs> that's the reason why. But uh, she's she's also one of our heroes. Well, our condolences to Esther and her family, and we should only celebrate Smachot and everybody out there. Final reminder of the morning, please. This is the opportunity. Uh, to be a real hero for the heroes of Hebron, everything you give is tripled. Uh, we are passing significant milestones, but we want to get to the biggest one, uh, which is the $1 million mark by the end of the Cause Match campaign. Go to hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N, fund.org. Be as generous as you can, 
And there are options, by the way. There are options on that site to, to be a barbecue sponsor, to, uh, mm-hmm. to, to designate groceries, your money for groceries for unemployed family. Uh, you can, uh, you can uh, dedicate for the IDF soldier rest area, uh, the kids' playground, fleece jackets for IDF soldiers, a lot of different options about what you could do in order to uh, help the Hebron Fund do their amazing work. So go to hebronfund.org and be as generous as you can. Uh, Rabbi Dan Rosenstein, Executive Director of the Chevron Fund, Todara Ba. Hope to see you soon. I don't know when, but I hope to see you soon, oh. sir. <laughs> on this side, on this side, yes, Malcolm. Please, we, God. We expect you in Israel. Please, in God. Hebron. Believe you me. Please, God. Thank you, Dan, and good luck today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. A pleasure. Thursday morning broadcast, HebronFund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N, fund.org.